The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and our topic, how to care for cancer patients today. Yeah, it's a setup question, my friend. When we began to really survey the landscape and ask people, do you know how to care for someone with cancer? Uh, I'm afraid the answer will be by many, no, I do not. And so or we, they may think they know. Or they may think that they know based upon things that they've heard or other people do that may not be correct. So you're going to help us with that. So today we're going to go down that road and we're going to talk about how to do that. All right. I'm going to mention our website right off the bat here today because we have a free resource there. And the website is called Integrative Cancer Care. It'll cover part of what we're talking about here today. And you can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just uh, jot down that website, four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and look for Integrative Cancer Care, this week's featured resource. And, of course, when you go to the website, uh, Percy, all of these programs are archived there on the website. So not only is this week's edition available, but all previous editions. Easily accessible to go back and retrieve anything that has been recorded and aired and chronicled and cataloged in a way with even a search feature that you can look through any of our catalog and find any of our previous shows. Yeah, we're so glad to be able to offer that service to you. And I hope that you are subscribing to this podcast so that it comes to your computer automatically. When you get it all set up properly, I mean, it even comes to your smartphone, or your iPad or whatever. So when you go to work out of the gym, it's it's right there for you to listen to. It's available all the time, anytime, anywhere as you continue to go forward. And I hope you're sharing the program, this podcast with others as well because of what you've learned about cancer care through the, the program Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Will you do us a favor and review the program on iTunes? As a matter of fact, let me pull this up on my computer screen here. We've received some reviews. Uh, here's one that says, This show is a source of great information about cancer, especially for people of faith. Percy and Wayne uncover great insights about this challenging subject. So thank you for leaving that review. We appreciate that so much, and we need more of those reviews. We do. Incorrect, so others can be in courage to listen. That really helps propel us uh, to, to find new listeners to the podcast as well. We're grateful for so many people who, who listen to us each week. We are, and we are really looking forward to hearing more. Thank you so much. All right, open the scriptures for us, and then let's talk more about uh, cancer care today. Spiritual nugget for today is found in Galatians, the sixth chapter, verses nine and a 10, that basically says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. It can be tiresome doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith today. We're encouraging people not to get tired in doing well. This podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa. Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support 
along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Simply call the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Pastor P, God has put you in a unique position to care for and uh, help so many people who are on a cancer journey. Let's just talk about some of the things you've learned about how to care for cancer patients today. Some very simple things, my friend. Number one, do not come to the conversation with all of the answers. What happens for many people is that we come to dialogues and discussions with pre-inscribed ideas of what we think we know based upon what we may have heard or read somewhere. And the fact of the matter is we need to first be willing to to hear where that person is and locate it so that we can properly assess how we should react and speak to them. So simply put, do more listening than speaking throughout that process. That's a good principle in all of life. Well, it's it's a great (laughs) principle in general. Really, it is. And I I often tell people there's a reason why God gave us two ears and one (laughs) mouth. We'll have to sit down and do the math later to figure that out. But really, uh, it's important to come to the conversation with a fresh set of ears to hear the unique story and and narrative of that person sitting in front of us. Secondly, we need to come to those discussions without judgment. Hmm. It's important to understand that people are mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually compromised. Things may be said, done, suggested that may sound foreign or feel strange or odd to us. And we need to bear in mind we're not we're not the guy sitting in that boat rowing that boat. So we cannot and should not judge where that person is and what they are processing through as much as being a really loving caregiver to hear and understand their story. Some couple of couple of simple things. Yeah, there. and it just occurs to me that so many times, you know, we sit down to try to absorb all this information when we're going through the crisis. How much better to to listen now before cancer strikes and be prepared to help someone. Absolutely. Again, I, as I often tell people, the average person who is a, who's dealing with the effects of cancer and treatment and a diagnosis, they're not pre-prepared for this. They haven't gone to a class. They haven't taken a course. And the same is true for those who are caring or supporting cancer patients. So uh, we need to be mindful of understanding at the end of the day, we need to really understand the dynamics, assess the situation and digest that and let that marinate before we begin to regain regurgitate response, answers, and comments. All right. Well, there's several categories when we talk about caring for cancer patients. And by the way, don't forget to download our free resource, Integrative Cancer Care, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. But for instance, in the spiritual category, what can we say about that? Well, spiritually speaking, again, we live obviously in a very polarized world from a conversational perspective about theories and concepts and ideas. We come to this conversation being open and understanding that people may have very unique uh, takes on their spiritual uh, path, their spiritual experience, and their spiritual expression. Hmm. So with that being said, again, don't judge, 
listen, hear, understand where that person is coming from, and then try to connect with that individual as much as possible and then begin to affirm uh, where they are, who they are, and what they are. So they are spiritual beings, but they may not necessarily have the expression and articulation and practice of faith that we or you are comfortable with during that moment of a yeah, conversation. Yeah, this may be a good point for me to mention that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. And in all of life, we shouldn't force a spiritual conversation on someone just because they have cancer. One of my great spiritual mentors taught it to me this way. Son, he said, learn how to expose your faith and not impose your faith upon people. Mm-hmm. And there's a very uh, unique execution of that at the end of the day. This is who I am. This is what I believe, et cetera, et cetera. But that can be done in a very loving and 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 sensitive way versus imposing that upon an individual. And what cancer patients do not need during their struggle of stress and anxiety is anyone imposing anything upon them. They're very vulnerable sure. and they're very sensitive. And sometimes it's a matter of timing. You know, you may be off. Maybe they want to have that discussion, but maybe now is not the day to have it. So, again, it's it's another and you, the key word here is sensitivity of uh, being able to read uh, the tea leaves, for lack of a better expression, of what the scenario and the situation will and should allow under the certain circumstances of the time of the encounter. All right. You've learned so much in your role as a spiritual counselor to uh, those who are on a cancer journey. Anything else in the spiritual category? Well, when we talk about, again, understanding uh, the spiritual, emotional, and social effects of cancer patients, uh, we also need to understand that cancer patients are actually struggling uh, to believe in God's, you know, compassion. Where is God's compassion in my situation? People are angry. They're upset. They're trying to make sense of their suffering and their discomfort. So they may struggle with the belief in where is God's compassion. Yeah, I saw that just today as I attended a men's Bible study before coming to the studio today. And we prayed for a family where the husband has a brain tumor Mm. and and the wife is struggling with this. You know, I pray for him to be healed, but it doesn't seem to be a prayer that's being answered. True example. I was at a church teaching and preaching around the, the precepts of cancer and support uh, in a fairly large church in the Midwest many years ago. And after the presentation, very well received, uh, I had the uh, the facilitator who brought me to that local church, and I still do that if people are interested in reaching out to me, Good. and uh, asked if I would sit and speak to a very specific individual who was sitting there who was still very openly grieving and angry and dealing with the fact that her husband had passed away with cancer. And I sat and spoke with her and she read me the riot. Did she? I've never met her. I had never seen her before, but she unleashed a rage and an anger because she was still trying to come to terms mm-hmm. with where is the compassion of God in the midst and of And you the recognize situation. what it was, right? Absolutely. And, and, and so, you're patient with her. So there, yeah, so I didn't overreact in any way because she needed at the, still at this particular time, and I think it was even a, about a year later, and this comes to an, an, another nice point in the road of don't put a time limit on how long someone oh, should yeah. or should not sure. uh, work through the process of whatever they're going through with regard yeah. to cancer. Don't you hit it and say, get over it? Yeah, get over <laughs> oh, it. You know, man. wow, it's been a year now. You should be beyond this at this point. I simply allowed this individual under the circumstances. I attempted to interject a point or two, and it was clear that she at that moment was not ready to receive anything that was counter what she was feeling. I simply allowed her uh, to basically express herself and, and be a sounding board yeah. and love her where she was located. Well, that gets us into the emotional 
emotional uh, ways that we can uh, help and come alongside people on a cancer journey as well? Well, emotionally, we need to understand that we are human beings that have emotions and, and our emotions need to be attended to, understood and recognized. And everybody expresses um, and articulates their emotions very differently. Some of the emotional effects that cancer patients are, are dealing with and caregivers is the sense of feeling abandoned. You know, again, where and that's not only by God, but by family and friends as well. You know, where are my friends? Uh, They stopped speaking to me. Where is God in the midst of this? Uh, Again, which can lead to misdirected anger. So then that there's an anger that gets directed at others that they didn't have access to. So people closest to them or people who are caring for them. Uh, you begin to get this sense of anger. I remember a patient that I was supporting many years ago. Uh, She was a professional, uh, uh, well-paid, highly regarded professional, and she was just always angry at everyone at all times and basically berated people, and that was her way of kind of decompressing and working through her dynamic. But again, we understood that, and as a staff, you know, we allowed that to have an expression. And so uh, understanding the emotional effects. And then a third uh, component, here is overwhelming frustration of feeling helpless. Oh. Uh, I think this is going to be the first time that I've ever articulated this, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll be careful uh, how I, I set this up. There was a very famous individual who treated at our facility many, many years ago, and I had the opportunity to sit down and spend time in spiritually supporting this individual based upon the instruction of his wife, who basically said, would you please attempt to try to spiritually connect with uh, mm-hmm. my husband, and did so. And one of the things that that he said to me that was very telling was the fact that he said one of his biggest issues of frustration was his sense of helplessness of not being able to wield his body oh. to do what he needed to do in the midst of being a cancer patient in ways that he could in a previous vocation. Mm-hmm. And it was very profound. And, and when I heard that, it was jolting to me because I was watching an individual struggle through the fact that I'm helpless right now and I can't force my body to do something different than what it is doing at the moment. Suddenly we're not in control. And it and it drove this particular individual into a pretty deep state of depression where they didn't want to talk to anyone and didn't want to have any conversation with anyone. So, again, understanding from an emotional perspective the overwhelming sense of frustration of helplessness. So those are some emotional elements. Yeah, there. well, let me follow up with something because if you sense that someone is kind of stuffing their emotions and not really showing any outward sign of dealing with their own cancer, uh, can we help them? Well, that becomes a, an, another very unique element of attempting to get people to kind of open up and to decompress because there are people and personalities who tend to be much more closed in and simply uh, stuffing everything as the term that you would use internally. And there are times that that's just not healthy or good. Or they may want to keep it a secret altogether. Or they may be people who, for various different reasons, want to keep that very private and very personal. And so it's, it's really being able to understand the balance of that, understanding who that individual is. And I, and I would use the, 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 just a nibble, if I can use that term as an example, try to nibble at that. You can't take big bites at that and try to force or direct someone in directions that they're not ready or willing to go into. You may be able to redirect that person and you may not. So it's reading and understand who that individual is and what they're willing to do. Let me point you to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. There's a free resource there each week, and this week it's Integrative Cancer Care. Uh, can you just give me an idea of what's in this, Percy? 
it's talking about uh, the school of thought of integrative approaches to medicine and science and sickness and disease. And There's one, more to cancer care than just ridding our body of cancer cells, isn't there? And it's, it's a very popular subject, more so now today than ever before. But one of the things that the Cancer Treatment Centers of America has always practiced along the way and, and to a certain extent really began to perfect even better was understanding the whole person makeup of an individual, the composite nature of who we are as people. We're not just physical beings. There's a mental, there's an emotional, there's a, a spiritual, there's a, a, a nutritional dynamic to who we are and that they all work off of each other. They all impact one another. And so to treat one versus the other or to ignore one versus the other is not necessarily beneficial with regard to the potential ability for people to recover and get well. But when you begin to address those in a very balanced and respectful manner with regard to health, science, and medicine, you begin to give the patient the opportunity to potentially get well because mentally, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally, and physically, they're being attended to in a way that is nurturing the whole person and potentially giving them the ability to get better. And this integrative approach is really key to a cancer care program. I think so, and it certainly is my bias and my perspective that it is because in my experience, I've heard, and I'll just take the spiritual element of it. I cannot tell you how many patients have told me uh, over the years that they they had great um Uh, medical care, but they didn't receive good spiritual support. So they were getting the best that medicine and money could buy, but they felt that they weren't being spiritually nurtured. And I'm talking about in their local church back Mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. And not to mention that in some cases, in some, you know, medical organizations. Now, certainly, I think that this has become a more popular school of thought and people have embraced the idea of understanding that spirituality as just an example of what we're talking about certainly can help people mentally and emotionally and physically work through the side effects of treatment and and care. But again, when you have someone who may be very spiritually inclined, but only receiving medicine and science and not necessarily having that part of them being nurtured and supported properly, there's a there's a disproportionate uh, element to them that is not being responded to in a way that potentially can impact the other. And maybe nutrition support is missing. So same example, same equation with regard to all focuses on the medicine and the science or the biology of, of treatment and care, but we're not necessarily looking at some of the potential dynamics of, of nutritional support or lack thereof. That may play a role in the possibility of one getting better. So when you put All of those pieces together in the equation, you now deal with and are addressing the whole personage of an individual. And you'll get a better understanding of this when you download this free resource, Integrative Cancer Care, from our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'd love to have you visit the website. Uh, Take advantage of the resources there, the past programs you can listen to, conversations we've had on a number of topics, guests we've interviewed on the program. All these past programs and resources are available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And perhaps someone you love or someone you know is fighting cancer. Consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that simply by calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. With Reverend P., 
Percy McRae and Wayne Shepherd were talking about cancer care and how to care for those we love who are on a cancer journey. We've talked about spiritual uh, matters and emotional matters. How about social matters, Percy? Yeah, believe it or not, that's a very important uh, category. Understanding, first of all, as human beings, we are social creatures. We engage, we interact, we interface. Uh, we must, you know, have some type of movement with others around us. There's a social element and dynamic to who we are, and cancer and treatment of cancer can impact that. So there's some here's some things to think about okay. with regard to the social effects of cancer. Uh, number one, isolation from family and friends, and that goes both ways. Sometimes there are people who begin to stop. Uh, who are not comfortable in in seeing and being around cancer patients. Yeah, they don't know what to say or how to act. And there's still some individuals who may even under the misnomer of, I'm afraid that I might get something from this individual. Oh, I see, sure. But then you have it that conversely works the other way as well, where there are then cancer patients who who don't want to be around family and friends. They don't feel um, up to it. They're tired. They don't have enough energy. Or there may be some very uh, dramatic physical changes to their being, the loss of the loss of hair, uh, looking uh, cachexic. And cachexia is just the uh, the uh, the external manifestation of being uh, the, the muscular uh, facial features and being withdrawn because of malnutrition and not eating properly. Oh, I've never thought of that. And, you know, you see people who, like they've lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. and they look very withdrawn in their face and their neck. There's a change in their appearance. So there's so a we're change. uncomfortable with that. So yeah, yeah. And, and so they're uncomfortable with people seeing them that way. That's not their best I appearance. See. They don't look, you know, they don't feel well in that regard. So they're, they're embarrassed over physical changes that has taken place in their life. Then the other element with regard to social effects could be uh, managing uninformed and unsolicited advice. Oh, boy. This is huge. Mm-hmm. Be- for people who are, are trying to uh, guard their gates, the Word of God tells us that we should guard our gates. Well, what is a gate from a, a natural perspective? Our ears, our eyes, our mouth, they're points of entry. It's a gate. And so people are trying to guard their gate of what they're seeing, what they're hearing, what people are saying to them, because potentially it can impact them on how they feel, how they think, and how they view the outcome or potential outcome of their scenario. I'll give you a great example. I will never forget this example that a cancer patient gave me one okay. time. Uh, they, this particular individual said to me that they shared with a family or a friend or someone that they were needing to have radiation therapy. And the reaction by a particular person was, oh, my goodness, my brother did that type of radiation, oh. and they burned his arm. Oh, no. It's, it's, not, it's not malicious, but again— People don't want to have that said to them. So there some people are guarding, uh, you know, unintended, uh, unsolicited, uninformed advice. From uninformed advice. It's yeah, really important. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a social effect. It can it can change the dynamic of your willingness and your comfort level to engage in dialogue with other individuals. I often tell people this. If someone tells you, Wayne, that they have cancer, that means that they trust you. Mm. Because if someone tells you that they have cancer. They're looking for a reaction and a response from you. Very interesting. If people you know fundamentally, by and large, may have cancer and you have access to them and they don't tell you that they have cancer, it is possible that they don't trust you 
with that information. Mm-hmm. So they keep that to themselves. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. And how many times are we the one to spread the news when they don't want it spread around to everybody just yet? Come spreading the news. <laughs> I mean, again, we turn into Frank Sinatra. We start telling everybody. We start passing that along, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the chain. And, and, and that's just not what should be done. Number one, we should ask individuals, would you be comfortable if I shared that information with other people? Good point. Get their permission. Again, what are we doing? We're empowering that particular person with their personal information who then feels more comfortable in trusting you and sharing more information with you. And then the last component of that is the social effect of cancer. Uh, And we've talked about it before in other shows, the stress that it places within the family structure. Hmm. The children, the spouses, everyone is affected by this. And there is stress in that home, whether it is articulated or not. Uh, Individuals may be stepping around and walking on eggshells. I shouldn't say this. I don't know how mom feels today. So it's a it's a stressful environment that potentially can take place with family. So these are some social effects that we should be mindful of. That is so very helpful. You've learned so much and others who work alongside you have much to share about these things. How do you get this information out besides this podcast? Well, besides the podcast, one of the other things that, you know, we've talked about much here and again, more so in a formal training setting is the Our Journey of Hope a cancer care leadership training program where people can attend free of charge and receive two half days of training as they represent one of their local churches. And there's a package of information and curriculum that we provide to them. This information that I'm giving out on the podcast today is actually part of that information. Okay. So it's part of the training that so we it's provide. A little sample, a little free it's, sample. It's, it's a today, little yeah. sample, that's exactly right, of what we indoctrinate individuals during that those two half days of training so that we're not just sitting around eating cupcakes and, and <laughs> drinking punch and eating fried chicken. You know, we're digging into some pretty weighty subjects and, yeah. and, and topics and subject matter that people have have not thought about or no one has really brought to their attention. And as we've heard from many people who have attended one of the Our Journey of Hope programs, they walked away going, I did not know that I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I was informed about things that I had no idea that I needed to understand. For example, uh, on the same subject line here, there are seven critical psychosocial needs of cancer patients. Number one, information on cancer and its treatments. People need and want information. Yes. And in many cases, they're being inundated and they need someone to help them uh, sift through that information and then prioritize that. Number two, help in coping with emotions related to cancer. We talk a lot about the, the emotional component. Number three, material and logistical resources. Hmm. Uh, we've just created a new resource that we haven't talked about. You're not even aware of, Wayne, about uh, helping people to manage the cost of cancer care. Oh, wow. Uh, with websites, uh, programs that are available to help people with prescriptions and so on and assistance because what we do know is cancer care is very expensive. So again, they people are looking for material and logistical information around resources. Number four, helping and managing disruptions in work, school, and family. Number five, assistance in changing behaviors. Hmm. Just from a hormonal perspective, because of some of the possible treatment processes, people hormones are affecting their mood, affects their energy. We need to be prepared to understand that as we're supporting those individuals. Number six, help in managing the illness. And number seven, uh, akin to uh, an earlier number three point, financial advice and assistance. These are seven psychosocial needs of cancer patients. 
And we uh, are providing this and more information at any of the Our Journey of Hope training programs free of charge to anyone who attends one of those trainings. Go to OurJourneyOfHope.com, all one word, all lowercase, and see our schedule of where you can quickly come to one of our free training events. What a valuable service you're providing there. OurJourneyOfHope.com for more information. Hey, take us back to Galatians. You read from this earlier. Well, after going through that exhaustive list, <laughs> this scripture really comes it comes it to does, play. Yeah. It really does. Galatians 6, verse 9 and uh, 10. And let us not grow weary. Well, as you can see, just based upon the list that we went through, there's a lot that can make one tired yes. uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let us not grow weary while doing good or in doing good for others. For in due season, praise God, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all particularly and especially in this regard to cancer patients, but certainly to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. That is rich. All right, do me a favor. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Make sure you download this free resource, Integrative Cancer Care. Make sure that you sign up for this podcast and subscribe to it through iTunes or your favorite podcast app. It's available each week, and uh, we really appreciate you leaving reviews of the podcast at itunes.com as well. Our host is Reverend Percy McCray. What a valuable time together today, Percy. Thank you. I love you so much, and I love our time together. And we love the audience that's listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. You are right. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.